0: Hi, dude. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Quick Fix Podcast. I'm Forrest Hammond II, and here you'll get proven information to increase success and improve in every area, including finance, leadership, and relationships. Better information equals better thinking, and that guarantees better results. You just have to change what's going into your brain. Now it's time to get your quick fix. This is the Quick Fix Podcast. Quick Who are your heroes and why? Have you ever pondered on that to see who you really look up to and who you're paying more attention to than anyone else? I think it's an important reflection, and it goes back to the saying that you are a sum total of the top five people you hang out with. Well, if you're spending all your time watching Monk, I don't know if anybody actually watches that show anymore. But if you are and you're hanging out with Adrian Monk all the time, you may just start to act like him. I don't know if you're going to be so obsessive compulsive, but that's just the reality of things. So, um, you know, and you could just think about them a lot and that's on your mind all the time. So let me explain why I want to talk about this today. Heroes set up the next generation for whatever they're going to do. So whoever they are idolizing, whoever they are um, following their example, that is going to set them up for their life. So as adults, I think we need to be careful who we encourage our kids to idolize. And I think it's okay for them to, you know, choose the Lone Ranger or whoever they're going to choose. You know that's decades ago, but, um, you know, being careful with that is really important because you have real heroes versus people that have jobs that put them in the limelight. So, you know, I've just been really frustrated recently with how, um, you know, people like actors have become the heroes for everyone. And, you know, I've talked about this before. I, I almost became an actor and I was an actor in high school. And, um, you know, it's it's really a fun thing to do it's really enjoyable um you learn a lot of cool things it does help your people skills but um in these movies these people have you know they're they're faking the job that they're doing they're not really superheroes they're not really um you know police officers or whatever and they have set themselves up to be authorities because they're famous and so people put them on pedestals And then when we try to get more access to them or they have the paparazzi following them, they get mad that they have the fame, essentially, or they have the the fruit of the fame. And so um, it's confusing for everyone, (laughs) but, uh, you know, they have set themselves up to be the authorities um, in everything, even though they have no results in those things. And so they expect people to listen to them. Even though it's not really something that is their wheelhouse. So, and it's like sports stars, the same thing. You know, I like sports. I like sports when I was a kid. I had sports heroes, but they were sports heroes. They weren't heroes for everything. And I think you have to be careful there too, because these sports stars who get paid millions and millions of dollars to play a game start speaking on things that they have no idea about or that they shouldn't be trying to influence people because I'm not sure their character can stand up to scrutiny at all. And, you know, I know for surety a lot of them don't. So stay in your lane, people, and, uh, you know, just talk on things you know. So if that's basketball, talk about basketball. And, you know, I think you can become influential in different areas, but I think you have to have that character to back it up. And so, you know, on our end, thinking about all these people that are put on pedestals and and stuff, I think it's important to refocus on who our heroes are in real life. You know, recently there's an actor who's been receiving death threats and it's because he's been playing a character that took over for another character the first character was idolized and put up on a pedestal. And rightly so, I was actually one of those people. It was, it's a great character and it's someone that the character does have a lot of character. And the hard thing is, is the, when, when I was, um, very fond of this actor, it was because of this role he had played and he said something in an interview I was watching cuz I was like oh yeah I want to see more of this guy and see what he's all about and he's really cool cuz this is who he is and he said something that wasn't congruent with the character he had played because he's a different person he is not the character and I'm not telling you anything you don't already know but uh it's just kind of a revelation to me and you know I was somebody that I would go to Comic-Con to see people and um, you know, these movie stars and oh, it so exciting. And this happened and he fell from grace. I was like, wow, this guy really isn't that character. So this actor took over for this other one that was like this darling. And now he's receiving death threats because his character arc kind of went in the evil area and he's just playing his character well, and people are losing their minds over it because, They, um, put the character and the actor in the same, uh, boat that they're the same person, whereas it's totally not. It's just a role for him. It's a job. And, you know, most of the time one job is not more important than the other for these actors. And so they like the attention in positive or negative and, um, you know, putting them as a hero really doesn't make sense because it's just a job for them. Well, I had another experience, actually, at Comic-Con, and uh, you're going to probably laugh at me for this, but that's okay. Uh, But I spent money to meet one of these actors. This is a few years ago, so I've learned a few things since then. But uh, got to, you know, up to the line and, you know, is really famous, really huge at this point. And, um, we were getting, me and a buddy were getting to take a picture with him. So we get up in line and somebody calls next. We walk up, the person said, hi guys, put his arms around us. We took a picture and then that was it. And it was a significant amount of money. And, you know, it's not necessarily to say, okay, I paid money. You should be nice to me. But, you know, again, I had seen this actor as the character And as somebody that would just like, you know, high five me, what's up, buddy, especially because you are getting paid. You know, I feel like service, you should be friendly, but whatever. So again, somebody that was a hero wasn't really that hero. John Updike, an author in the 1930s, said heroism should not be confused with strength and success. Our concept of the hero must be humanized to include the ideas of sacrifice and death or even of failure. So I think that goes to show, you know, um, athletes and actors, a lot of times it's strength and success. You know, they're, oh, they're rich. So obviously that somebody should be a hero, right? Well, how did, you know, how did they get there? Cool that, you know, you can, you have the athletic skill to get there or, you know, businessmen, maybe it was dishonest practices to get there. But if we humanize that, you know, it's not the job. It's not the, the movie role or the TV role or the game that they played. Humanize it to show what, what the concepts and ideas are that truly make up a hero. And so, you know, John Updike said sacrifice, death, or even failure. And, you know, I think failure is a great Um, indicator to show like somebody that's continue to try and that can be a hero for you. I think also we can put in things like, you know, integrity and honesty and trustworthiness, courage. Those are things that actually make a hero. So I don't know if anyone this side of the Northern border would recall this name right off. I remember learning about this individual as a kid. And this is somebody I think that we can return to, you know, this is this is a hero. This is somebody that truly personifies uh, these characteristics and lived to yeah, inspire others at this point. And this person's name is Terry Fox. So Terry Fox was born in Winnipeg in Canada and was an active teenager in sports really wasn't very good as a youth he was actually discouraged by a coach to not try out for basketball because he was just not good at it he kept telling him you should go you know do track or you know oh try wrestling anytime he would try out for basketball it was kind of diverting him to something else so you know there again failure he really wasn't good but even as a young kid, his mom remarked that he was very determined and would continue to like stack blocks. Even after they fall, he would put them back up again as a young, young child. And so very determined, pretty serious, but would just continue to try things until he was successful. And, um, you know, the same thing went for sports. He really wasn't good at basketball, but he started playing with this friend that was also trying out that was skilled and an older brother who was really good. And as the years went on, finally into high school, Terry began starting for this team and became hugely successful, thought about going into you know college sports with it and um, pretty inspiring. And his success in basketball actually spilled over into everything else, his determination and his ability to be consistent with that training to become a great player. He also applied that to his schoolwork and um, became, you know, really um, successful in his schooling and also in other sports that he was very successful at. Now, all of this is very inspiring and builds to become the character of a hero, When Terry was just 18 years old, he was diagnosed with bone cancer and he was forced to have his right leg amputated above his knee. And this was in 1977. So while in the hospital, um, Terry just was so overcome with all of these other cancer patients and the things they were going through, which I think is another characteristic of a hero. They're outward looking. He wasn't looking at himself and feeling bad for himself. And, you know, I'd worked so hard. I, you know, had become great at sports. But he was overcome by the suffering and the difficulties of all these other cancer patients. And a lot of them were younger kids. So he decided to raise money for cancer research. Well, when either before or during his stay in this hospital, he had heard about Um, someone running with a prosthetic, a prosthetic runner, and was inspired by that. And so he decided to um, run in what he called the Marathon of Hope. And really brilliant, really amazing. This is something that still in Canada, they recognize and they talk about, and they try to continue to keep his memory alive, which is amazing. So in order to prepare, he ran eighteen for 18 months and over 5,000 kilometers, which is 3,100 miles, just to prepare for this marathon to raise money for these kids. And he started um, his run on April 12th, 1980. And very little, um, you know, viewership, very little attention really at the beginning of this which I think is an also also another characteristic. You don't need to have dozens and dozens and hundreds and thousands of people watching you. And most often, when you're beginning something like this, you won't. But a character of a hero continues, anyways. So as he as he started this this marathon of hope, enthusiasm started to grow, and money started to be collected. Um, he ran close to 26 miles a day through. Canada provinces um Quebec Ontario and after 143 days and 5373 kilometers which is um over 3000 miles uh, Terry was forced to stop running and the reason was he started to have pain um in his lungs and um just a hard time breathing and it ended up that cancer had passed into his lungs And at this time, he said that if he could, you know, this wouldn't stop him. He would continue. Um, He said he knew how to cope with pain and that would never stop him. But um, sadly, he passed away on June 28th, 1981 at the age of 22. So relatively short time, a four year span where he really solidified his heroism. Um, his heroic nature and the things that he was doing for other people. And to date, um, as of like what I've read um, on Terry Fox and the uh, Marathon of Hope, over $750 million have been raised worldwide for cancer research in Terry's name. And it's amazing to me that just a young boy who, you know, in far off Canada, just decided to do something important. Decided he saw the need and decided to take action. And that I think is a hero. They're affecting lives, truly affecting individuals' lives. Not looking for a payout. Not looking for um, you know what's in it for me or um, you know how am I going to make money with this, but. Um, Truly just looking out for others and eventually, you know, gave his life in the pursuit of doing so. He set up a legacy. He was a leader and a hero. And in my summation, greater than a lot of these heroes that we put on pedestals, not one that wears capes, not one that wears an athlete's jersey or, you know, does make believe for a living, but somebody that truly cared about others and truly took action for something that was a problem in the world to make it truly a difference and, and real change, uh, which is amazing, inspiring. And the type of leaders, the type of heroes that we need in our world today. And we each can be that. So I'm going to end today how it began. Who are your heroes and why? Reflect on that. That's your quick fix. And let's make some change in the world, be some heroes. Hey, thanks for joining me on the Quick Fix Podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe, and we'll talk to you next time. Quick Fix!